This is a fun episode. I'm talking to Ashley and Carrie from the Momtourage podcast. They were formerly the hosts of Scary Mommy Speaks podcast as well. And we just have a fun conversation about a lot of things. We talk about both of them working in TV and they tell some pretty entertaining stories, how they hooked up at Scary Mommy, what they did for Scary Mommy. And then we just kind of go off the rails. We talk about working from home during the coronavirus pandemic, and then we get into a little bit of Black Lives Matter and uh, things that are happening in our country today. So I hope you like this episode with Ashley Heron-Smith and Carrie Sitaro on the Become a Media Maven podcast. Ever wonder how some people seem to get a ton of media coverage and you don't? Welcome to Become a Media Maven, where TV reporter, host, and news contributor Christina Nicholson shares years of media experience to help you get the media attention you and your business deserve. And now, to help you master your media coverage, Christina Nicholson. I am so excited to have the momtourage themselves on the Become a Media Maven podcast. Hello, Ashley and Carrie. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, I call you the Momtourage because that is your podcast. Where did you guys get the idea to start this Momtourage podcast? Well, Ashley, who should start? <laughs> uh, well, uh, we were paired together. We had never met. We were paired together for the Scary Mommy Speaks podcast uh, a little over a year ago. And um, that's the beginning of our love story. Um, and then they kind of, I guess, paused the podcast, you know, I guess, right? Paused? Yeah, Carrie, paused. Is that the right yeah. term? Mm -hmm. um, the and company we were... was going through some restructuring and they, they kind of put a pause on certain things. And one of them was our podcast. All, yeah. Most of all their podcasts. But we had both found that this was um, the thing post Partum that had brought us the most joy uh it kind of brought us back to feeling like our old selves and uh we didn't we felt like we had a really good chemistry with each other other people had told us that and we didn't want to stop doing it so we just um moved forward with creating our own our own podcast uh one that allowed us to curse a little more and um you know, be a little more profane and talk about sex a little more. And here we are. One of the things I have to say that was like instant love with Ashley, um, and I feel like this pertains to what you do, Christina, is that both of us are really uh, self-motivated people who aren't afraid to make our own opportunities. Yeah. And so it seemed like a natural leap for us to do it on our own. We're That's, that's in our wheelhouse. And so yep. that's what we did. I love that. And let's back up a little bit because, Ashley, you said with the scary mommy gig, you feel like you manifested that. So tell me what that is. Oh, well, um, so I've been I mean, the quickest backstory about me individually is um, I worked in television right out of college uh, for quite some time. Yeah, I worked in live uh, daytime television. What did you and do? Uh, I was a talent booker coordinator for the Martha Stewart show. And then I was a junior booker at the Wendy Williams show. Um, and, you know, it just got, I had 
been a performer my whole life and was like, man, I really miss this thing. And I'm working so closely with celebrities all the time. And I just feel like maybe I should give that other thing that I was really too scared to try a go. So I moved back in with my parents and I quit my job and I just, you know, I got a bartending gig and I just hit the ground running. Um, so it's been a number of years of just like taking my production work and um, producing people's projects, producing my own projects, creating my own work. Um, and after I had my son, I created an Instagram show called Hudson County 60. Uh, and it really profiled businesses, events, people in my area in New Jersey, Hudson County. Um, and it was doing really well. I like gained a lot of traction. I was working really, really hard at it um, for free because uh, that's that's part of this industry sometimes, unfortunately. Other people will disagree. I do think you have to like do pay some of your dues and it sucks, but it's the truth. And um, so I basically matched up with this PR consultant who was a friend of mine and paid for her services. And we had a moment where she was like, before we start, I just want you to really think about what you want. And, you know, I envisioned it. And then it was like, now really think about what it's going to feel like when you get there. And I didn't know what the next step for me was. I just knew that I it was the first time in my life I really felt it would happen. I always thought, yeah, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. But it, I felt it like every, every part of my body felt it was going to happen. And shortly after scary mommy reached out to me and was like, we love what you do. Can you come in and audition for this podcast? Um, and then COVID happened and everything's on halt, but, but that's basically, uh, the, the short end of the story. Sorry if that went on too long. No, that's great. Two questions. One, how did scary mommy find you? Uh, through Hudson County 60. Oh, okay. The producers lived in the area and just had been watching my stuff. And then she realized I was also a mom, um, and approached me. That's awesome. Putting yourself out there, people, it pays off. Yeah. And um, then I met, I met my boo thing. That's right. Oh, I love it. Okay, Carrie, I have some questions for you too. But first, I want to know, Ashley, do you have any good, like, juicy stories about dealing with celebrities at Martha Stewart or Wendy Williams that you? Oh God, I have so many juicy stories. I don't know how many I can actually tell in a public forum. Uh Um, I know. Tell me, tell me some that are like borderline. I can't tell it, so I can tell it right here on Become a Media Maven. Mm, well, I can tell stories without names, like well, that's not like fun. An aging starlet who would close doors in my face, and also had a an elderly woman follow her around with an apple juice box and would hold the straw <laughs> while she drank from it. <laughs> Why? Gary, I never told you that one. No, I, she I also had a. She also had an older gentleman who uh, was a star of television um, wish her a happy 21st birthday and then ask her out on dates. Yeah, offered to flow to flow me to fly me to Vegas. I said no because you know I I knew that that was probably a, a position I did not want to be in or many. And positions thank God because if you be knew in. who the star was, you would have want to fly yeah. either. Also, had it been Zac Efron, I would have been like, "Fuck yeah, let's go!" Oh, can I curse on here? Sorry. <laughs> yeah, do it. It's fine. Um, had it been you know That's Zac my, Efron, my then sister loves sure. him. That's my sister's man. Yeah. Um, okay. But it why, wasn't. Why can you not name names? Is it because of the contract that you signed? And you don't want them to come <sighs> no. back and sue you? 
No, no, I actually don't even know if I signed anything in my contract that would say that. Um, it's mostly I still am like a freelance booker and I yeah, still yeah, yeah. I got you. Um, You're trying to be nice no, to the assholes. Yeah, I'm trying to be respectful. You know, I know B2 has happened and I have a bunch of stories like that. Mm-hmm. And I've never come out with any of those stories, not publicly. Um, you know, I just it, it, not like I'm trying to like defend anyone it's just I don't know I know I get it help dig me out of this hole Carrie no you're not in the hole I get it I get it but isn't it disappointing though because like you see these people and you like them and then because you know like I've interviewed celebrities too and it's just like god that sucks because now I don't like you because you're an ass oh yeah oh yeah basically it's after like three weeks at that job you know at Martha which was my first time doing that job Uh, I was like, all right, so basically whatever I expect someone to be like, they're going to be the opposite. Um, I'll tell you all the late night guys, Jimmy Fallon, Conan, um, I think that was all of them, that both of them were, Ed Seth Meyers, they were all dreams come true. Totally lovely, respectful, kind, hilarious men. I could Um, see that. Yeah. So sometimes they, they, they really do. They are exactly what you expect, but sometimes you're just like, oh my God. And usually the aged, the aging ones, the ones that are like no longer really relevant in the entertainment industry, they're usually the biggest assholes, mm-hmm. oddly enough. No, that makes sense. I could yeah. see that. That was one of the nice things about Scary Mommy Speaks is we occasionally would do some red carpet stuff and uh, having also been, you know, in television and film and theater for almost 25 years before doing this um having two people together Ashley and I as a team it makes it so much better because when someone's an asshole you don't take it personally you just look at the look at your friend and just go can you believe that just happened yeah Yeah. (laughs) it makes it so much easier than when you're just one person having to deal with it so nice pretty much (laughs) so Carrie how did you get teamed up with scary mommy so it's sort of a manifestation ish uh, thing myself, not quite as legit as Ashley's, but, um, I was having a lot of hard, uh, a hard time postpartum. I was like really postpartum. Um, and I'm a, I'm also a yoga instructor and my best friend, my other best friend, uh, who has four kids was like, we need to make yoga videos for postpartum moms. Just one, we get to see each other and do it. She's also a yoga instructor. And she was like, plus you're having such a hard time. I had such a hard time. I think it's very useful. So we started once a week meeting and making free YouTube postpartum yoga videos and posting them um, and kind of doing what Ashley and I do on the show, which is just speak really candidly and not, not try to gloss it up or anything and just be really real. And we had a big outreach from moms being like, thank you. This is really what I needed to do. And of course they were only like 15 minutes because you have kids and that's all we could do at the time. And in doing that, a mom reached out to me um, that I knew kind of peripherally. And she's like, hey, uh, on one of my mommy pages, they mentioned that this media company um, is doing a search for hosts of a podcast. I was thinking about you and your friend, Valerie, who have the yoga show. You guys should audition. And so I literally sent a video that day. I was at my friend's house. We made like a little video about why we're a good match. And we were called 15 minutes later (laughs) to audition the next day. (laughs) Little did we know they had already been interviewing Ashley. We thought they wanted um, two people together. And then after a couple callbacks, uh, they split me and my friend Val up and um, paired them with 
paired us with Ashley separately. And then in the end, Ashley and I, Ashley and I got it. And my best friend is so awesome that she was not even remotely jealous. She was hundred percent happy. So, oh, that's um, a good best friend because that it's puts a real you, good best friend. That puts you in like a spot where you're like, uh, what do I do? What do I say? You know, we are old school best friends, and we met in the in the TV and film industry, so we're very much used to be by auditioning against each other. So we're used to that kind of uh, that vibe, and we're we're we've dealt with it over the years and we really truly are the kind of best friends the way that Ashley and I are that we're happy for each other regardless and we talk about everything up front so there's no weirdness I love that I think we need more of that in the female space 100 percent Ashley and I were just talking about that literally yesterday yep there's a there there really needs to be a whether society's fault or the way we're raised or whatever it is uh you know Carrie and I have learned through our friendship with each other. I don't actually, I don't want to speak for you, Carrie. I have learned um, through our relationship that it's best to kind of just approach new things like this with boundaries from the beginning. Um, and, and that's really just like worked for us and not like, hello, my name is Ashley. My boundary is that I will not do this, that or the other, but just um, I guess being honest and forthright. And um, I think, and- I think confidence has a lot to do with it too because if you notice, it's the, the the women who are confident who are happy for other women. It's the ones who are insecure that get petty with this shit. Yeah. 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 You know, one of the things that we kind of had a had a like an aha moment, Ashley and I, yesterday was, you know, because we originally um, – this is going a little bit off topic, but I feel like it's relevant to your show – because we – first met kind of in a business arrangement uh, and we felt mutual respect and like an like allies to each other that we were able to set really clear boundaries because we were like hey we might not be best friends but we are definitely allies we we respect each other and so let's set this standard and then we became best friends and we had already had that set up. And so it made it really easy to transition now that we have like a feelings-based relationship too, to be able to make some hard decisions and say some hard things because we already set it up as a mutual yeah. respect business relationship. Yep. I love that. Okay, Carrie, you also have a TV background. So tell us what you did in the media. Sure. Oh, hold on to your pants because it's way better <laughs> than mine. Oh, do you have good stories too? I do have some good stories, yes. Yes. So uh, I went to school for theater, TV, and film, and the day I graduated, booked a soap opera. Uh, Stop. Doing what? My very first audition, All My Children. I was on it for about three years. My second audition I ever went on, I also booked, and it was Law & Order SVU, and I assumed that the world was just going to be like, (laughs) look at me. I'm such a great actor. I book every job, 100% booking uh, ratio. Uh, that was not the case. However, I did have a really long and lovely career in TV, film, and theater, Broadway, off-Broadway, TV, all, all, all that. And then um, I just sort of – I'm my own boss. It really, when, when you were on our show and you said that you wanted to create your own hours and your own be your own boss – I was never a pushover actor. And I think that's what what was very successful about me, but ultimately led to me taking a break and leaving the field for a little while because I didn't want to be known as difficult. I never want to be difficult, but I'm also not going to do things that don't feel right to me. 
And if it doesn't seem right, I'm not going to do it. And so rather than fight the system, I just decided to take a little break. And I took a little break and I became a celebrity nanny. Of Stop. which I signed non Yes, I've signed lots of non-disclosures. So I can't really talk about that, although I've had a lot of weird things happen uh, in that case. But how does one get into that business where you are a nanny, but just for celebrities? Like, how does that even happen? Well, it happened weirdly because I was working on shows or plays with these celebrities. And I would mention that I kind of wanted to take a break, but I need to make some money. And so these celebrities that have been working with me in the context of as, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for as uh, fellow workers, Actors. they were like, oh, okay, well, do you want to babysit my kid? And then word of mouth because they could trust me and I was like, you know, having to stay in their house sometimes and travel with them. It just, they just kind of passed me around. So I worked Oof, for this one that family. That sound good. I know. <laughs> I worked for this one family for a very, very long time. They were lovely. I really don't have too much terrible to say about them. Um, they come from an acting dynasty uh, with relatives all super famous, all of them, and lovely people. And then when their kids kind of aged out of needing a babysitter, then they passed me to their best friend who's also from an acting dynasty and I started babysitting their kids. And then when their kids age out, I got passed over to another, you know, that kind of thing because I was already vetted. And so I did that for a few years. And then since then I've kind of um, popped back in and out of the business. Um, I do voiceovers for cartoons and television and radio, and I still do the occasional TV show or theater gig. But I found that once I took a break, I didn't miss it a ton in the way, it, the way it was. So then I trans, you know, I sort of kind of decided to stay in the arts and do other artistic things like voiceover and commercials and stuff like that. And, um, became a yoga teacher because I'd always done it and had kept me sane during all of those insane jobs that I've had. And yeah. And so, um, kind of am now just for a long time, I thought everything had to be separate, carry the actor, carry the, you know, podcaster, Carrie, the yoga teacher. And now I'm really learning, I think, because I just don't give a fuck anymore at 42, that they, they all speak to each other. It's just one Carrie doing different things. And so you get the same Carrie, whether you take my yoga class, you listen to my podcast, or I'm on set with you. It's the same Carrie. And that's so I've, it sort of integrated all of those things together now. I love that because I am trying to build my brand more as like, not just the media personality, the person with the PR agency. Like I'm trying to let people know like, hey, I'm doing this all at home with three kids too. And I don't feel bad about any of it. And I remember having a conversation on this podcast with somebody about branding. And I was like, do I only share this part? Do I only share this part? How do I position this? And it's just like, like you said, like it is what it is. Like I can do more than one thing at the same time. And we overcomplicate it and it doesn't need to be. I used to think people would think I wasn't good at the one thing if I had too many things, but the reality is this is who I am. And I found that once I integrated it all together, not only did it feel less schizophrenic for me as a person, but I found that um, my business got better. I think one, I was being more authentically myself, but I also think it spoke to people to be like, no, this is me. You you get the same me. I mean, I think Ashley can attest. I'm really 100% myself most of the time, if not Mm -hmm. all. Yeah. And so it bleeds through everything I do. And if you like me in this capacity, you'll probably like me doing these other things, being the same person. I'm not 
I'm not a different person, you know? I also think uh, to that point that you guys are talking about with the the kids in this time of staying home right now and working from home and everybody like, you know, not really having babysitters or daycare or school or anything. The, the more honest, if you're honest about like being home with your kids and it kind of being a shit show, there's something really freeing about it. And, um, you know, obviously with podcasting, it's a little more difficult because sound quality plays a part in things. But I think for the most part, if you are having business meetings and you're like, sorry, you know, I'm working from home with three kids, it's kind of liberating. It takes away that anxiety in your own head. Yeah. And I think it's, it honestly, like, for me, depending on who I'm talking to, depending on the podcast, like my kids know when I'm in my closet and the doors are shut (laughs) and the curtain is closed that like I'm working, but like, you know, and sometimes they'll peek around and they'll see what I'm doing and I'll tell them like, oh, it's okay. You can talk, you know, like, cause I'm on a podcast talking about being a mom, doing a podcast from my closet to stay away from you kids. So it's It's on brand. It's on brand. It's very (laughs) on brand. But you know, then there's other times where I'm like, okay, seriously, this is like a professional class client call. So I really need you to stay away from this one. So, I mean, it just depends. And there was actually, at the time we're recording this just very recently, I actually, it may have been shared on Scary Mommy's Instagram um, where a woman was fired because her boss- Oh yeah, I saw that. Her boss got tired of hearing her kids in the background. She was doing her job. She was hitting all her goals, but on calls, he didn't like hearing the kids in the background. Like that is that right there is you that should is, be able to sue for that, frankly. Yeah, isn't that like is. some form of discrimination? I believe she is suing. Good, but that right there is like that's why I can't have a boss because of that right. stupid yeah. bullshit that people you know they like to to flex their their um, power trip muscle. You know, well I can fire you, so I'm going to for this stupid ass reason. Yeah, that was how it was with TV for me, like mm-hmm. having to weigh in and stuff like that and have my hair be a certain way. I'm like, I get it. I mean, I, I, I played. The you game had to long weigh enough. in. Oh, my God. Yes. Under um, my contracts that I had to weigh within a certain parameter and I had to weigh in. Wow. That's unbelievable. It's just dumb. But, like, I don't I don't think do you think now? I mean, I'm sure it happens now, but I'm sure now they purposely do it on the down low because it's so shady, right? Yeah. Yeah. But this was in the 90s and the 2000s. So, you know, but yeah, I just was like, you know what? I don't, I just, do I look good? when anorexia was chic. Yeah. I was like, do I look good? Am I doing a good job? Great. Thank you. You know? (laughs) And, and we all worked in very competitive industries as well, which doesn't help the situation because for, you know, and that's, you do have to put up with a lot of stuff that you maybe wouldn't otherwise, because for, I mean, if you left or if you, like, like you said, um, Carrie, you didn't want to be somebody to, to create problems, but if you did one little thing that would piss somebody off, there were a hundred other girls just like you waiting to take your spot. So, I mean, with the me too thing, like I understand why some people would just grin and bear it because you are left to feel like you have no other choice. And the people at the top, they don't give a shit. Like even now, I'm sorry, but even now, most of them don't give a shit. They're just doing it to look like they're the people who do the right thing. I think yeah. I've mentioned this to Ashley, and, and this sounds horrible, but it's the reality. So I became an actor in the 90s. I'm a little bit older than Ashley. And it was kind of par for the course. I knew getting into my job that I was going to have to deal yep. with casting couch stuff. Now, that doesn't mean I dealt with it by doing it, but 
it was known that if you were going to be in the business, you were going to have to deal with it. Not like, you know, you make your own choices about how you want to handle that, but that was a reality. And that was known. And, you know, so I've had to deal with that. I didn't end up, you know, luckily, you know, having problem or, or falling prey to any of it, but I knew it was there. I knew I was going to have to deal with it. It was a reality. And I still chose to get into the field. And then I made the choices to not take jobs or not, you know, and maybe my career suffered, but that was, that was what I knew, but it's crazy. Now it's a very different time where as an actor, um, now you would not go into the career, go into the career, assuming that it was going to happen. I mean, not even acting aside, just in the production world and, and, you know, being a talent coordinator and a junior booker, like there was a certain, I had to put up with, I remember uh, um, an irrelevant uh, rapper going on and on about his penis and just telling me like what I did to his penis, like how I made it feel and how this and that and the other. And I was just expected to take that. I, there wasn't like somebody, I and you know, this was 2011, <laughs> you know, it wasn't that long ago. There isn't uh there wasn't somebody I could go to and be like, Hey, you know, Coolio was telling me about his dick and how I make it hard. Like I just had to grin and bear it. And I had to walk out of the room and say, listen, dude, I don't want to hear about your dick. And if you continue to tell me about it, I'm going to do something. Me and knowing not the that, thing you want me to right. do. <laughs> and me, me knowing that like I'm going to do something means I'm going to punch you in the dick and I'm probably going to get fired for it. Um, so I was kind of like just left to deal with it. This little like 24 year old girl, you know, and it is what it is. It, it Listeners, it, it was a different time. It was, it was a, a different, different time. time. It sucked. I didn't like it. It's not like I enjoyed it. There were, you know, we've all had advances from uh, people professionally. My mom was a broker for years, a stockbroker. She, she has stories about people grabbing her head and expecting her to do things and her literally punching them in the dick. So it happens. It was a different time, but it's really, it's still not a different time because if that happened today and you went to your superior, I would guess eight out of 10 times, it would be like, all right, listen, just ignore it. You know, like, or they don't believe you. They either don't believe you or they don't want to ruffle feathers because that guy's more powerful than you or them. So we're just going to let them get away with it. But then if it becomes public and everybody knows, then we're going to act like we're doing the right thing and right. we're never going to have that person back on. And I feel like a lot of these these people and these businesses and these companies, they're only doing things to make themselves look like they're doing the right thing, not because they know it's the right thing. Because if it wasn't, if it wasn't public, they'd still keep it swept under the rug. I mean, even if you look at, at what's happening right now with this kind of long overdue racial upheaval that's happening how many companies are making statements and not really like doing much to to change anything or companies that their their corporate culture was so toxic and so like systemically racist uh and and now they're like oh yeah that really sucked here's our statement here's our black box uh and a sale so can you can you keep shopping please that would be great um, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of businesses doing that. It's just, 
sucks though. I mean, I, I'm hoping that the general consciousness of, of individuals is we can kind of weed through the bullshit at this point. I think something that bothers me about that is um, with Stasi Schroeder from yeah. Vanderpump Rules. So oh, she's a no, topic I'm very passionate about. So okay. Let's get into it. Okay. So let me tell you my take. She just got fired from Bravo, lost all of her sponsorships, like the whole thing. They took away her show tour also. I Everything. Believe. Her, and her podcast. Her, they didn't even, take away her baby, guys. They no, didn't take away her baby. No, she is pregnant, folks. Every, all her representation dropped her. Everything. Like she's, yeah. Everything. And it wasn't because of anything new that happened. It was because of old things that everybody already knew happened. Like she talked about these things on her podcast. Articles yes. were written about these things. Yes. So. What makes me mad is that if you did not agree with it, why didn't you do anything about it then? Why are you doing something now? You're just doing it now to look a certain way, not because that's how you really feel. Because if you really felt that way, you would have done something about it back in the day when it actually happened. So, like, that's what frustrates me is that it's like, like, don't do something because it looks good. Do something because it's the right thing to do. Yeah, Bravo's getting a lot of a lot of heat because you know they're it seems like they're trying to keep up with appearances in in that they haven't fired kelly dodd who said some really Sorry. racist stuff it's okay i like it it's on brand it's on brand so it's fine <laughs> poor luna sorry go ahead Ooh, and how my, old is luna uh, pardon me what did you say how old is the babe oh she's 19 months old oh. She's a real sweet little. She just woke up from thing. her nap, but then I had her taken away. Yeah, that's what you got to do. Remove the child. So I didn't know Bravo was getting. You know, be, you know what? It's a lose lose situation. People are going to come for you no matter what you do. I just think Bravo knew about this for years and they did nothing. Yeah. So like, like why now? Just because it makes you look good. That's that's what upsets me. Yeah, I can understand that. I do. You know, I'm trying to give allowance in certain things. Um, personally because everything that's happening even just starting with covid like that really changed my perspective on so many things not like i was a rip roaring racist before all of this happened because i really wasn't um but i've certainly have reevaluated some things within myself and been like wow all this time i thought i wasn't racist but i definitely had this like unconscious bias or I had this, or I had that, or, you know, this issue has been so deep seated that it's a part of our lives and we just didn't even realize we it. We didn't. And th that's a big part of it is like yeah. things that like you knew this stuff was happening, but you didn't think about it because you didn't need to think about it. And we I had the privilege that we didn't have to. Exa yeah, exactly. And people, I think when people first heard like white privilege, they would get defensive like well that you know i work hard it's not about working hard that's not it's not that kind of privilege it's a right. different it's a different kind and and i think um if you haven't seen 13th on netflix have you guys seen that yet no. so yes it's fascinating it's fascinating it's shocking it's sad like all of those things together and it's just like not just about racism, but just about this freaking country. Like, what is wrong with the way this country is run? Like, yeah. how we put profit over people without even yep. thinking twice is so disturbing. Yep. It's crazy. Yep. you got to see it, Carrie. 
Oh, she oh, saw, saw it. it. I'm not oh, Carrie, to see it. you saw it. Ashley, this is the problem having multiple people on the podcast, you guys. Yeah. Ashley, you got to see it. Carrie, you got to read the book I recommended on your podcast. Ashley, yes, you got to watch it. I will. That on it's Netflix. already in my cart. On Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm giving y'all things to read and things to watch. Uh, um, I love homework. Yeah, so much. So much homework on your podcast, on my podcast. Um, okay, so everybody can find you guys on Momtourage, the podcast. Yep. Um, yep. And anything else? Where else can people find out more about you before we say goodbye? Well, we're on Instagram. Uh, it's at Momtourage Pod. No, wait, hold on. Carrie, I always do this. Is it pod or podcast? It is. Hold I on. I do this all I mean, the we time. all should know this. Like, I know. Geez. And you I'm guys the one that- don't even know your handle. Momtourage Podcast. And our Gmail is momtouragepod <laughs> at Gmail. Yeah. But the Everything's Instagram- so automated, you know? We have you just put one thing in, it pops up. So I love it. And it's Momtourage Podcast. And then Ashley is Ashley Heron Smith. At Ash Heron Smith. No, your your website. Oh, my website, yeah, is AshleyHeronSmith.com. Sorry, I thought you were talking about Instagram. My bad. Listen, no, and y'all, I'm gonna Carrie's- link to it all in the show notes. So okay. so it's fine. We don't have to go okay. through this. It's fine. <laughs> We're going to link to all of the things, the IGs, the website, the podcast. Perfect. All of, all the, of things. the things. Just go yes. to the show notes, folks. Because as you know, as, as similar to you, we are hustling lady bosses. So yeah. we have many, many hats in many different things. So many hats. That's why show notes exist, people. To yeah. put Ash, we both look good in hats, in by the way. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys so much for coming on. You're amazing. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much for listening. Obviously, there are lots of things in the show notes. I am linking up to everything that those girls were trying to remember, all of the handles, all of the websites, all of the things. So make sure you check out the show notes and let me know what you thought of this episode. You can find me at Christina all day on Twitter and Instagram, and I will see you again next week.